0: Hey, y'all, you're listening to Diagnosing Sitcoms, and Movies, the DSM podcast. We help make mental health more comfortable by using Black movies and shows we know and love and culture to remove stigma. So join our convo with your host, Courtney Copeland, licensed mental health counselor. And Dr. B, licensed professional counselor. Do you know what today is? What? It's our anniversary. Uh-uh. Anniversary. <laughs> hey. it's been one whole year a whole year girl oh my gosh how many movies has it been we probably should have counted before we decided to have this conversation 20 something (laughs) (laughs) so how i figured we at least try to drop two movies a month Mm-hmm. So probably about 24, 25-ish, seven. But then, like, we took break <laughs> in December. We did not because we still put out Best Man Holiday. But wasn't that just the one that we put out that month? I don't know, this is it, neither here nor there The most exciting thing is that it's our anniversary it's Thank our you guys inter-back. for listening to us For a whole year being Us right. being goofy and you know Talking mental health stuff And we appreciate all of y'all who have been here Since day one and the people who just joined today We love all of y'all, thank you yes. Also thank you so much For the 3,000 Downloads, it's probably more than that by now But yes. what, what? In the butt? <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't think you were going there, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that song? What what do. in the butt? <laughs> no, I do, I do. <laughs> Anywho I, I still reference it some from time to time. Right, when well, you get excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, with it being one year, I guess we'll jump right into the movie that we are doing today. So today we will be talking about the 1997 Southern Gothic drama film. Southern <laughs> directed. Gothic. Yeah, that was the, the category. It felt very like deep. I was like, oh, OK. Ooh. Right. Ooh. Set you in the mood. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Who does join? directed by? Written and directed by Cassie Lemons, um, a wonderful black woman who has done great things since then. Um, boo to Hollywood for taking so long with getting on her bandwagon. But now that they finally are, she's been doing a whole lot more. She's awesome, she's great. You guys should Google her. And if you don't know who she is, but we are going to be talking about Eve's bayou. In the bayou, going down the bayou. The bayou. Going down the bayou. <laughs> so yeah. I um I don't know if I was scared of this movie when I was a kid, but I definitely thought it was weird. I was like, this is a weird movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So this was 1997. I was like seven, eight. And so I vividly remember watching it and getting some type of feeling. It made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know if it was that I was scared. I was like, it was uncomfortable. And and it was the witch, the witch with the white face. Why did they put... But she was so beautiful. You want I was about it. to say, you want to take one of the finest women in the world and, make her and cover up? her in clay? Okay. But what I also gathered from watching it this time around is that I, I think I kind of low-key want to become one. I'm going to become a Girl, witch. you too? <laughs> you too? <laughs> Yes. Okay, let's do it. All okay. right. Oh, my God. I got a book that's called The Green Witch. And I'm going a, I'm to a become the green witch with the herbs and, like, you know, the oils and the in the crystals. That's me. Mm. Okay, so like my whole thing is that like I don't wanna go to hell though and I still love Jesus. Can you be a witch <clears throat> and still love Jesus? Yes, I, you, I can. Uh, yes okay. you can. Okay. Listen, there there's demons, okay, and that you need you need spiritual witches to handle them hoes. That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. Okay. I'll watch you do it. Maybe I'll just be your prayer warrior. <laughs> I'll keep you prayed up so that the evil spirits, like when you, you know, conjuring your different things that you're doing, the evil spirits can't get you because I've covered you in prayer. I appreciate that, but I'm I'm not gonna be conjuring. I'm gonna just use like if someone was like, I need someone to help me feel healthy. I'll be like, Yeah, here goes this eucalyptus and lavender. Heal yourself. So you're okay. trying to be Dr. Sebi. I mean, I like a witch better, but okay. <laughs> you know, whatever, whichever. Get it how you live, girl. <laughs> yeah. Can we pause for just a second and just say how this doggone girl, Journey Smollett, has understood the assignment since birth? Since birth, my G. I realized, <laughs> I was like, she's been acting all my life. Like, literally all my life. <laughs> 31 years. Like, come on. she's She's been doing it. Her come girl come is great. Yes. <laughs> Yo, speaking... Okay, so speaking of Journey. So Eve, right? Okay, yes. Um, Her sass in this movie is everything. Okay? First of all. And my favorite was when... So if you look up Little, little Ingrid <laughs> on YouTube... <laughs> There's a there's the actual scene of her going off about I'm gonna push him out the window if I don't get out this house. And Sicily been in the goddamn bathroom for <laughs> an hour, yo, that entire <laughs> <laughs> and is the, and then she had the oh, audacity, and I know he ain't working like mm. 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 And then her aunt, well, before then, she her aunt slapped her on the butt after she told Cicely to get out of the goddamn bathroom. Um <laughs> <laughs> and call yo, know, she called her mom, she called everybody out. She called her mom out. she been in, in there stabbing herself in the kitchen. Show her your hands, mama. Girl, shut your hands up. <laughs> and it got so bad that her uh Moselle had to tell her. Um, if you can't get careless with your mama feelings again, I will, I swear, I'll do you harm. You understand? <laughs> so concerned about how many times this family threatened to kill each other, bruh. I was like, I was like Is this foreshadowing? Because I don't, I know that I have fought with my <laughs> not so much my brother, but definitely my cousins a lot as a child, but I don't think. That I've ever said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, Eve ran out that damn house when Cicely ran after her. And she's <laughs> she trying to kill me. She-, <laughs> she really was. She had that, her hands wrapped around her throat. <laughs> I mean, there were some parts where I was like, this is kind of funny. But mostly like, okay, what was I supposed to get from this movie? I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. No one knows. (laughs) And I think that maybe that's why I was weird. Because you know how I like closure. I like stories to be complete. I need to know what happens in the end. And the Mm -hmm. fact that we don't really, like, we just end the movie, not sure what happened, what didn't happen, what's going on. I don't like it. It left me very uneasy. Then I realized my dislike for Megan Good started here, in this movie. You still like currently to this day have a dislike for Megan Good. She hasn't redeemed herself in any way yet? No. no, okay, I can tell by your face. All right. No, because I was like maybe in Stomp the Yard, but she took my boyfriend Columbus short. So I mean he's crazy, you know, whatever. But uh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. So what uh-huh. were some of your favorite quotes from the movie? Get out of the damn tub! You watch your language, young ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely one of the best. I told you that's like the best scene. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. She got a lot more than a little pop on the butt. Like, that was like a pat. <laughs> that was like, girl, okay. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I've never um, cursed it in my family home, and it, you know, went that smoothly. But aside from that. <laughs> never um one thing that scared the crap out of me was when um (laughs) diane carroll had the white face on and Mm -hmm. um eve tried to steal the fruit and she was like bad girl i was like okay that's (laughs) scary i don't like it put the fruit back (laughs) (laughs) and she called a pineapple thief (laughs) What do you want, Pineapple Thief? <laughs> I swear, I just want to name someone a Pineapple Thief now, just cause. Do it. <laughs> what about you? What are your favorite quotes? Um, I think more, more so, just you know, Eve going in, telling her mama off, um, and then when, <laughs> when, uh, when Lewis comes, Samuel Jackson. By the way, Bentley does not like Samuel Jackson. He barked at him. Bentley is you? her dog, guys. Oh yes, Bentley is my dog. Anyway, so he, so Lewis walks in and uh Cicely comes and is like, Well, they're talking about you. You have to go down to the town, whatever, whatever. And he and he walks in, opens the door. He was like, who? Them. They always mad. <laughs> like that was some real G shit. Like, oh them? Yo. Lewis, he was so player with his, and then you know he's supposed to be from the bayou, so he had that little country accent with it too. Yeah, they always made. Yeah. <laughs> and they just sat there like, ooh, we can't yeah, nigga, because we can't stand your ass. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You exactly. out here fucking up. <laughs> and like, I think his mom even like said, like at the beginning, um, when they're at the party, how like all these women are just so in love with him because he's, you know, the doctor, you know? And it's like, it's a gift and a curse because he thinks he can't do no harm. I mean, he can't mm-hmm. do, yeah, he can't do no harm. So, yeah. Interesting. You want, I want Looking it, I at Maddie, to- Looking at Maddie Moreau, like, you better get your ass out my face, little girl. <laughs> right. She was so bad at that. His mom was so bad at that party. Like, I'ma knock her out. <laughs> you don't get your stank ass off my son. <laughs> right? She, While you and your husband was just uh grinding on the on the dance floor. Now you all in my son's face. But, but I you know, like, they ain't the lonely type, so. Girl, Eva. When she said that, I said, ooh. Hey, Little girl. Uh, ooh. <laughs> I don't think not. I was that smart at that age. I mean, it just, I'd be like, I saw my daddy kissing your wife. I don't think if I could have been like... <laughs> I couldn't have had the words to eloquently tell you low-key my daddy fucking your woman.
1: Yeah. Like, and I
0: couldn't have planted that seed nah. so neatly. Because she planted Mm-mm. that seed, covered it up, padded it up, and walked away. Nice. Right? She probably sprinkled a little water. She watered that bitch too. Mm. Like, damn. Mm. Fertilized and everything. But she, she was... wanted her she wanted her dad dead. But I think she also got confused about how she wanted to do it. Because, like, in yeah. her mind, voodoo was a doll. hmm So when she found out that her dad was in the snake grave, in the mouth of a snake... <laughs> I think there, too, was a little bit of control that she wanted over it. Like, with the yeah. doll, it would have been slow. It would have been yeah. painful. It would have been her mm-hmm. doing. There might have been the chance where I get the doll, I make him hurt to a place where I feel comfortable, and then I'm done with it until I need it again. I don't mm-hmm. know if she really, like, understood. Like, no, dead, dead. You told this lady you want him dead. Right. And she ain't and no- then no regular witch. Like, she was really full-blown, cat bones witch. And then I was to the point, I was like, okay, so did, I think it was like Elzora was her name, her witch name. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. She, like, did she really even cast a spell? Like, was this the doing of her because like, dude, he died was sleeping with dude's wife. So like that could have happened anyway. And like, because the way that she was laughing at um, Eve and like, are you sure Mm -hmm. this is what you want? Are you sure this is what you want? For certain, you are sure. I was wondering, like, did she even really cast the spell and just told Eve that, you know, like I was at the whole movie. I just need some closure. I need answers. I know. I feel the same way because like you said, when, when, Eve came to her um, it was like she kind of had a smirk you know like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know um, I don't think pineapple she, thief pineapple <laughs> Bad thief little girl. Right? she took that $20 real quick when she <laughs> come to my office <laughs> that's why I was but, like she ain't yeah. not cast she just took that little girl money <laughs> that's what I'm saying I do feel like that but then you know when you listen to the beginning of the movie and it's mm-hmm. this grown woman who adamantly believes that she killed her father And I think, I think also it goes into that whole intentional thing. Like when you go in with an intention to do something or have, you know, intentions on getting something, it's powerful. And I think that she really felt angry and felt for her sister so strongly that she had the intentions of killing her father. So she took on that, that responsibility of his death more than I think she should have. I want him dead fully completely agree because and i also i think especially at that age perception is reality for uh, a very long time i believe that i had superpowers to this day you catch me on the right day i do have superpowers because <laughs> there have been unexplainable instances that have occurred one time my mom was just uh talking wild on the street and i didn't want to walk no more we didn't have a car at the time so you know it's the city so we just walk in And I've got to the point where I said, I'm not walking no more. I'm done. And she was like, I'm not picking you up. Come on. And I said, I'm tired.
1: (laughs) And so so she really
0: tried to leave me. A whole tree branch fell on her. (laughs) (laughs) Not no little like a twig. It just fell out of the tree. No, a whole tree branch fell out of the tree. (laughs) Because your little ass didn't want to walk no more. Because I have powers. (laughs) And so I just feel like at that age, perception (laughs) is reality. So even if she didn't, like, she was willing to take that on. She might fully even really believe that and wear that on her. And I think, um, going forward, I feel like, especially with instances, like, this movie was even, um had special accolades and was inducted into the National Film Registry because of its cultural representation, its cultural importance. And speaking about um, the bayou, speaking about voodoo in a very different way than um, a lot of films have ever done in the past. There was always a negative connotation where this one kind of showed more of a lifestyle and how it integrates into people's lives. And so I feel like culture is very important. And I feel that, um, spirituality is very important. All of those things are very important, especially when you are assessing for mental health issues. And if you are getting a client and they say, oh, I killed my father, Mm -hmm. like you would have to ask questions. But I think a lot of people would just target on, "Okay, you have to. That's not how that happened. You don't have to wear that responsibility. Let's um, reframe the way that we look at this situation. But for her, that voodoo was a part of her spirituality and so she if she felt like she cast that like she um was a part of having that i don't want to say spell because then it does go back a to gift. witchcraft and this is more so voodoo. Gift. <laughs> it, it yeah, gift. the practice whether she did yeah. ask for that practice to happen
1: well, her having Eve. that
0: it, it ties to her spirituality and so you're trying to break her from something that is one of her supports and i just see could see that working out negatively. Right. And, you know, Eve has a gift. She has yes. the ability, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why she took to her aunt so much, uh, Moselle, even when when she, she tries to read her sister to understand what happened. Tell me what happened. And Cicely was so confused as to what really occurred that both of them had a hard time really seeing what happened. And but yeah I, I agree with you that um you know if we don't approach working with certain clients to include their spirituality and some of their gifts there I really do believe that there are people who have gifts of visions I agree um, And like you said I I find it interesting because there was a polar difference between El Zora and then Mademoiselle and so it's like, Here is Azora being like a tourist, a a spectacle, if you will, with the whole mask and cat bones and everything. (laughs) And then Moselle is at her home and, you know, with the crystal ball and, you know, um, giving out little trinkets to make people think that they're going to have a protection spell for themselves. But yet and still, it's the same thing. You know, it's just that. I don't know, I feel like it can be very different because I feel like mm. Elzora had the practices and she had the um, knowledge of voodoo where Moselle had more of the gift of sight. Oh, I see. I think I she see. dibbled and dabbled in voodoo okay. a little bit like, like with mm. giving the one lady, the, um, the talisman to keep keep this towards your skin mm-hmm. and it'll heal your ailments. I think mm-hmm. she dabbled in it a little bit But I think she had to get the sight where Elzora, I don't believe, had that same sight. She just used the voodoo practices to read people and to do different things. Because when she she was like, look towards your children, uh, that was from the bones and that was from the different things that she was using and manipulating. that wasn't from like, give me your hands, let me read you. Well, Elzora, when uh, Moselle wanted to get her reading done after, right? Elzora said, Some things are better left unsaid. And she, that's another one of my favorite quotes. She said, I, I paid, paid you a dollar, old woman. Now tell my fortune. <laughs> and so, um, she told her, I was like, I she mean, was rude. I wouldn't have told her nothing. Either. She <laughs> said, I don't need no cat bones to tell your fortune, Mademoiselle Baptiste. You are a curse. The Black Widow. Remember, she didn't even have to use the cat bones for that. She already knew that. But I mean, it's that Knowledge. Right? <laughs> I was <about> to say <laughs> she went through three men. the The dopest part, as far as like film wise, was the mirror scene. Oh my goodness! My goodness! Like even talking about it now it gives me chills because it was just so deep. How she told this story of this and then love stepped triangle into it and stepped into it. You know, oh my gosh! It was just that was pure art. Mwah. Beautiful. Yes, it's that's all a, a testament to the our uh, director and how awesome yeah. she was. And I, Miss Lemons, I just appreciate her and and her um, because I feel like you have to see that, like that's mm-hmm. just not just an idea that you have. I feel like you have to see that in your head to be able right? to make that. Orchestrate that the way that it was. And that's just yeah. great cinematography. The Oscars be slacking, bro. Like, what Dude, they be doing? <laughs> we just need to have our own, man, our own award ceremony for all the great movies. But yeah, so um I actually was gonna look at a V code. It talks about spiritual uh spiritual distress or religious mm-hmm. distress. <clears throat> it's problems related to other uh, psychosocial, personal, environmental circumstances. And so it's B code v 6289 religious or or spiritual problems. And so for uh, Moselle, I I couldn't give her necessarily a diagnosis for Mm -hmm. her lack of being able to stay in relationships or like not stay in relationships or her. (laughs) Keep her man alive. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your man alive. (laughs) So I was like, and then again, you like you like you say, you don't want to diagnose it like with schizophrenia or, you know, any of those types of, you know, disorders, because it's but they not, will. But they will because of the hallucinations, if you will, or delusions or whatever, because it, you, there's no other way to character categorize her gift. So for me, that's what I would I would say. And that because I mean, again, there's no way to, to put a diagnosis for a curse. so that's what i'm just going to put a religious and spiritual problem your problem is that you're cursed so that's what i have for moselle yes i completely and agree with you i looked at it i think from a different lens and i think that i liked having moselle and having her brother as a doctor Mm. because he's looking at it from western medicine looking at it from uh-huh. this viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, Moselle, no, Moselle a little crazy. Like, yeah, she we got, got yeah. her do this because, you know, uh-huh. got to keep her busy. But she a little crazy because he's right. looking at it from a Western point of view. He Absolutely. studies Western medicine. Like, this is his practice. He's a doctor. He's well-renowned in the community. All of mm-hmm. these things. So that's how he's going to look at it. And then having Moselle, where she's like, I know they say I'm crazy. <laughs> right. But I can see things that they don't see. And where normally, like, because it's not there but (laughs) for her no she actually has the gift of sight and she has the ability where some people so some people don't have that and so they they can't see what they can't see with the things that she sees and so I kind of looked at it um from the both standpoint and I kind of wanted to say like I feel like if she were to come in or if she her brother was to recommend her to somebody that she would be diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder um Mm. but the bipolar type with catatonia because sometimes she did she would freeze up when she read people Mm -hmm. so i would be like they would call that a kind of catatonic state because she does have these times where she's grieving husbands I feel like they would make that the bipolar type. And so they would be like, oh, this is the depression. She's reading people, that's the mania. I feel like that would be the route that they would kind of go. And to give the criteria for schizoaffective disorder out of the DSM, it's an uninterrupted period of illness during which there is a major mood episode. Um, The delusions or hallucinations for two or more weeks in absence of a major mood episode Um, During the lifetime duration of the illness, the symptoms that meet the criteria for a mood, a major mood episode, are present for the majority of the total duration of the active and residual portions of the illness, and the disturbance is not attributable to the effects of a substance. And so, I felt like they would say, you know, like multiple episodes, and that she might be currently in an acute episode because she is actively reading again, where she had took a break, you know, when her husband had first died. But I feel like looking, that would be the, we're admitting her, we're looking at this from a clinical aspect without considerations of culture. But I feel like without the visions, if we like took that out, it I would just more so be looking at the complex grief and bereavement. This woman lost three husbands. Like that, I, that. I can't imagine. Right. <laughs> and right. so like, it would really, that would be some of the focus. Like, I know that And most importantly, in working with her, because she does have these visions, because she um, does dabble a little bit in um, voodoo practices, my biggest thing would be trying to find her some type of spiritual support and guidance, like someone who is more um, knowledgeable because it sounds like it seems like she knows the power that she has, but she doesn't always have the ability to either see things fully or control when and when and how she sees them. Um, and so like that would be I would be wanting to recommend to some, someone like that or even someone that could potentially remove the curse, because like I feel like if she didn't have the curse at all, there would be. Like, she wouldn't be going through the mood dis- like disorders That's the same Julian, way. Julian is here. He removed the curse. Julian and his gray lace front just disturbed me to all end. <laughs> and I just feel like the movie ended before Julian got his hair caught in a motherfucking ceiling fan or something and died. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not his lace front. That lace Girl, front you cannot here. tell me. <laughs> That lady's not with Lee. <laughs> that his wet and wavy when he walked through that door through the rain. <laughs> Girl, I was like, okay. <laughs> but I would be concerned also about her experiences with infidelity and if she would be able to be um, loyal and um, not cheat in her relationship with Julian because it was such an issue in the past and she referenced several times, hey, me and your daddy ain't that different now. You know, I did okay. dabbles my damn self um throwing I, her player card heard. out there <laughs> and so i would um want to make sure that you know she that is an issue that she still is struggling with as well because we don't want another man to die because you out here thotting and bopping facts you know what what i thought about when you mentioned like the two of them as siblings it was like first of all this the reason why Eve even has her name is because that is what the Bayou is named after, which is her great-great-great-grandmother, I'm assuming. she down anyway, the line somewhere, but they said they the was line. the descendants. Yeah. Right. And um, so she got the gift also, apart being a mm-hmm. part of the descendant. And so it's like, in some ways, it kind of kept them in that family line of, you know, of this ability Mm-hmm. But then it's so interesting that how he kind of went the other way, and went into medicine outside of it. Like she stayed true to who and what the family was. And he's like, no, nah, I'm gonna do medicine. Um, I don't believe in it. <laughs> Y'all it's really interesting. But their mother, it did didn't seem like she did either. Big fact. So maybe the dad was the one that was like, yeah. Maybe it skips the generation. I don't know how this works, child. I ain't got the gift. <laughs> I mean, I used to. Well, I'm, I ha- I have dreams. I will have dreams. And, and sometimes it's like, it's not specific. Like, oh, yeah, this person is going to be harmed or this is going to happen. It's like, it's like an indicator that something needs to happen or needs to be said to someone. So, like, that's how I know. Okay, let me let me call or text someone because I've had a dream about you. So. Clearly there's something happening, I need to reach out. So that's what I call a vision. I'm gifted, what can I say? But I think that's a natural um, thing where if you are told that this practice is bad for long enough, you're gonna try to go the opposite way from it. And while it could just take one, you know, family member in there to interject and be like, this is not what we're doing. We're making shoes like in Coco. (laughs) Right, And then you just go off. But how many times has that happened in the Black culture, you know, as as far as things that we know work and have Mm -hmm. been, you know, effective for us that, you know, we're seen as demonic or not of Christ. And so we don't even practice them. But, you know, even, I mean, crystals and, and, you know, farming and using herbs has always been a part of our culture, but we just kind of move away from it because we were told it was wrong not of christ that's what you have for. You listen to the uh you let the white man write your bible and give it to you now mm, mm. what had happened so you no, know, whatever <laughs> so, <laughs> what did you give her brother louis Luis. um, Actually, I really didn't give him a full diagnosis at all. I just kind of felt like even he mentioned, like alluded to it, that he was compensating for staying at home and pushing aspirin to elderly as opposed to being going to the big city and, and being a big time surgeon. so he was compensating that by having the affairs like it made him feel more important it made him feel good it boosted him up by you know i mean messing with all of the women's in the town just nasty Mm. i hope he prescribing himself some penicillin antibiotics some something Some (laughs) keep that at bay but uh if he was my client (laughs) of course um we would want to target those issues i think i would do like a little bit of psychoanalytic with him working through some id, ego super ego type things oh, sh- getting for to sure the <laughs> yep tap into the, the underlying root of um where this where this all comes from and why we're doing this Because i think maybe if we had a little bit more insight he's a you know he's an affluent man he has he has a certain level of cognitive ability where with a little bit more insight possibly he didn't have some changed behaviors why would you die nothing with tell me tell me tell me i'm gonna say histrionic <clears throat> <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> let me clear my throat <laughs> <laughs> so honestly the dsm doesn't have anything for whole tendencies so I felt like histrionic was the closest wow. one. I'm sorry if you're diagnosed wow. with histrionic personality disorder. I just not whole, whole tendencies. I My mean, Um, so <laughs> <laughs> so one of the criteria you have to have five out of eight. So I feel like I might be wrong with this because it Yeah, he might not meet full. He does. But it. let's run through it. Let's work through it together. All right. So one is uncomfortable in situations in which he or she is not center of attention. So I think about the party. I don't really feel like he sees himself as having to be someone that's the center of attention. It was his party. I mean, and he had his hoes there. He had to keep everybody happy. He was spinning plates. You got to give this one some oh. attention. Show the kids. Get this, to make this one smile. Make this one happy. Just talk mm. to the husband a little bit so he don't think I'm fucking his wife. And mm. then, you know, kiss your mama on the cheek. That's a lot of work, child. That's a lot of work. And then fight the brother-in-law <laughs> Harry, who did who later dies. Yeah, don't let Harry drive home drunk. You gotta whoop his ass a little bit. Which he didn't drive. Moselle drove. So I'm like, how did he die? And then you see the 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 car lights, the brake lights. I'm sorry, I digress. I mean, You're maybe like they that. got hit on his side. It was be what? his side. It would be yeah. his side, right? Like on Daddy's little girls, where we having this conversation, then just poof, putting this on his mm. side. That's dead, man. So then, number two is interaction with others is often categorized by inappropriate sexual, seductive, or provocative behavior. It makes me think about the scene when he's at that lady house, listening to her heart. She- I sick <laughs> doctor. Could you give me something for the pain? What pain is that, Steve? Right. On the inside. <laughs> Eve goes on play. What's wrong with her, Daddy? Um, so then three displays rapidly shifting and shallow expression of emotion. So this makes me think about when Eve called him out and was like, So do you want other children? <laughs> and he gave her that real quick. Um, do you want to die today? Um, Ooh. again, one of those. <laughs> those threatening uh, motion uh, moments parent moment. looks <laughs> right um, displays right okay oh sorry consistently uses physical appearance to draw attention to self I don't think he did that me neither um, he's just fine today's standards now this here has a style of speech that is excessively impressionistic and lacking in detail you had and to say it in his accent yes <laughs> <laughs> yes I did um so I mean that might count. I don't know. He he was acting. Shows self dramatization, <laughs> uh, the theatricality, and exaggerated expression of emotion. Nah. Um, is suggestible, easily influenced by others or circumstances. I don't think so. Mm-mm. And then he, he wanted means, to mess with them women. <laughs> right. I'm they didn't trick him to. into it. <laughs> Not a thing. So, um, considers relationships to be more intimate than they actually are. And I don't think that that was the case for him. I no, he knew them like hoes was hoes and they Roz play, was they the play main. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that's why I'm like, okay, maybe I can't give him histrionic personality disorders. But, friends, please do not diagnose the whole characters with histrionic disorder. No, um, you know it. how I feel being a ho that, hey, Sometimes you got to stand up in your hole It is not a diagnosable disorder Ain't nothing wrong with you for being a hole Long as you know that you a hole And you are upfront with your wholeness And you an honest hole right? Be an honest hole because honest Be holes love the Lord So <laughs> New merch coming Honest holes love the Lord <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Anywho So we got the Louis together got him wrapped uh-huh. up And together what did you think about The mama Yo, so Brass. uh a part of me was like maybe it's like a compulsive disorder because I, I don't know as far as like the cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that wasn't that wasn't necessarily the biggest thing that stood out for me until Eve pointed it out. Mommy keeps stabbing herself in the kitchen. Show her your hands, mama. Um, but I <laughs> I would give her major depressive disorder really yeah and i gave her the v code v61.10 because of the relationship distress but that that's it i mean she was depressed she was depressed and she she was depressed and she knew what was happening she knew what was happening yeah, yeah. and it she, it affected her mood it made her made her anxious so that's why she was so quick to listen to Moselle about you know her vision. I felt like maybe it wasn't necessarily a loss of interest in ple or pleasure, but she was in a depressed mood most of the day because your man is at home is not home and you know he out there being a thought. <laughs> <coughs> What's your a professional me? thought? He was getting paid for his services though. <laughs> listen, he said, close the door. I'm gonna give her some vitamin D. So, (laughs) but I honestly, again, I don't feel like there's enough of her, of the criteria for her. But then uh, after her husband dies, definitely major depressive disorder because she's, she lost a significant other. But was it full on? If she already had that, then it wouldn't be after you couldn't diagnose it because of the death. Like, if she didn't have it before and she had it after, like, you couldn't diagnose it because of the death, it would just be um, bereavement. Bereavement. Yeah. Oh. So, if that's the case, okay, so for the diagnostic criteria, you need five or more of the following symptoms. Not going to read all of them because there's a ton of them. But what (laughs) I'm looking at, it's like only the only thing is like, you know, depressed mood most of the day, nearly every day. Market, uh, markedly diminished interest or pleasure in all or most activities. I don't know what her activities were so it's hard to tell. It, You know, honestly, it's hard to tell. I don't know. What do you think? So I went in a completely different dire- direction. I still wanted to go through it with you though because I was stuck between two um, different ones. Mm-hmm. She reminded me very much so as a chocolate covered Stepford wife like an actually cute step for life because in that movie all mm. them chicks was ugly and I was like how y'all think y'all perfect and y'all all ugly but Lynn Winfield in real life like is perfection the woman is beautiful so she could be a yeah. step for wife. Yeah. but um <laughs> neither here nor there I was mm-hmm. stuck really between um whether it was obsessive compulsive personality disorder which is a pattern of preoccupation with orderliness perfectionism and control and um panic disorder so she, the cutting herself and things like that, were the result of her trying to blind her evidence of cheat, of her cheating husband in order to be like a good wife. And so some of the some of that panic was resulting in her accidentally cutting herself. Um, I like the first one, what the obsessive compulsive out? personality obsessive disorder. Compulsive. Yes, because she definitely gives me the perfectionist vibes. Like, oh, I have like you know, like the kids had to be well done the house had to be kept clean. I don't know. I feel like that one fits it. Okay, so let me go through the criteria for that. The person is preoccupied with details, rules, lists, order, organization, or schedules to the extent that the major point of the activity is lost. Shows perfectionism that interferes with task completion. Is excessively devoted to work and productivity to the exclusion of leisure activities and friendships. Is over-conscientious, scrupulous, and in- inflexible about matters of morality ethics or values is unable to discard worn out or worthless objects even when they have no sentimental value I don't think that one so much but I'll keep going shows rigidity and stubbornness I mean she did keep her kids in the house for a wholesome I can't yeah I think we'll go (laughs) OCPD obsessive compulsive personality disorder and it, and it wasn't even like it was just the 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 anxiousness the anxious that came that, with that yeah. that was it was resulting in. It wasn't even like a person a uh, purposeful self harm activity right. as much as it was like it's I can't it's too much bad. I can't do it. So but that's yeah. what it literally means when they say my nerves bad. <laughs> <laughs> what what does that mean? You, you got bad nerve? What? No, my nerves bad. I can't keep my hand shape. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely. um, And just that that trying to have that ideal image of being a good wife and her kind of expressing that even before, like when I fell in love with him, I gave up my whole life like because I thought that was what I needed to do type thing. Mm -hmm. And like everything is still shit. Like I shouldn't Mm -hmm. still feel like this type way. And damn, that's a tough spot to be in (laughs) if she was my client. I'm thinking maybe Mm -hmm. um, reality therapy kind of looking at what the your wants are what are you actively doing to like get there at this point what are the behaviors that need to be put in place or change to try to get you there and really some like grounding and mindfulness like skills to get you back into the here and now get you to be able to calm down in those moments where that obsessive compulsiveness kind of takes over and it is resulting like in the cutting and, and different things like that trying to get you to be able to self-regulate and get to a place where you can function clearly and not from a Place of like cloudiness and just frantic. So, and I want her Taylor because her dresses, every single dress. What? Gosh, every, oh, yeah, perfection. It was, was fly. But I was just disappointed that we had a movie with Lynn Whitfield and Diane Carroll and they didn't play Mama Daughter. Like, they should play Mother Daughter. Oh, they could have definitely played Mother Daughter. They should. There should have been a film where they play Mother and Daughter. If somebody knows a film that I don't know of where they play Mother and Daughter, Please let me know because it needed to happen. Somebody some casting director dropped the ball on that. <laughs> I, I have a theory, and it's you know, I've never I've never been a fan of Sigmund Freud. Um, but it's about The Coquette. S- <laughs> you know how I feel about him. Is some of the stuff can be used, yeah, but you know how I feel about let him know. as a person, bruh. He was trash. Clean up, um, Core. <laughs> I mean, this is why I think a lot of people really lost a lot of respect for him at some point. I mean, Alfred Adler was one of those individuals. Um, Carl Jung. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because of um, Sicily, And I wanted to find a way to understand or diagnose her relationship with her father. So of course, what came to mind was Sigmund Freud's The Ophelia Complex? <laughs> yes, basically. Ophelia, Ophelia <laughs> Complex. But no, I definitely agree. Like that is, as soon as I saw this movie again, watching this, I was like, oh, she got Ophelia bad. <laughs> right. But then Carl Jung, he was like, um, I'm sorry, Freud. It's not just about boys, but Freud, I felt like developed the the cycle and um, psychodynamics as far as it's related to himself so it was hard for him to look and see other beings or even another gender you know when talking about you know that stuff so anyway Carl Young says okay I think I like the Electra complex better which I feel like is a little better Um, but basically they're saying that initially the girl has the attraction to her mother um and then when she realizes she doesn't have a penis she experiences penis envy Eh, whatever um then blames her mother for her castration you know again i don't know how they developed and came up with this shit back then but it doesn't make sense to me now but anyway it's neither here nor there so basically the electro complex is what i feel um cicely is dealing with she becomes hostile with her mother and is fixated on her father focused all the attention on the father. He could do no wrong. She even convinces Eve that what she saw him and Maddie doing was not right. She changes the narrative for the sake of her father being um, the hero still. Even even when she saw that the, the mother and the sister was upset, her grandmother and her mother were upset, she told him, go run, go, they're mad at you. You know, she wanted to protect him. And so I think the one disorder that I would give her would be acute di- acute stress disorder <clears throat> based off of the interaction with her father. She doesn't bit remember or recall it correctly. She just knows that she was hurt by her hero. She was hurt by her father and it affected her mood. It be- she had a negative mood. She had disassoci- uh, disassociative symptoms as far as not wanting to be around people, not wanting to eat. Um, so that's kind of where I'm coming from, this electric complex and also acute distress disorder, acute stress disorder, because this man has never put his hands on her and to smack her on her face and she falls down. It's like the, her world ended, you know, her hero mm-hmm. was no longer her hero. Um, Yeah, I didn't even think about it in that way be I think I didn't and that's because we don't know what happened. I need closure. I need the facts. Okay. <laughs> I, I got to know because like this response is a not healthy but i want to say it's a it's a response that you can expect from someone if they did if the, if a parent did try to if some anyone had done something uh in an inappropriate in manner with them you can expect them to to like those are the kind of the warning signs that you look for um of of that type of um inappropriateness with children you look for them to either stop eating or start eating um their eating patterns change their sleeping patterns change like all of those things and so had that necessarily been the case but then if you kind of look at it she kind of was acting weird before that moment even really happened and she, so she did get her haircut yeah she was she was kind of tripping and then I got I, I attributed even the haircut a little bit to the Ophelia complex with mm-hmm. where you're in you have that um desire for the opposite sex and so her cutting her hair she almost cut her hair kind of look to look more like her mom and so I was like oh okay this is a little off but the one thing that I did diagnose her with and I I guess I'm kind of looking at it more from like a medical space I guess even how I would want to work with her is premenstrual dysphoric disorder Mm -hmm. and so we do see that she does get um her cycle for the first time and then I feel like And this may be influenced from everyone else's um, kind of reaction, like, oh, this is why you've been being so weird. This is why you was in the Mm -hmm. bathroom for all of them hours in the day in the goddamn tub. (laughs) But um, the criteria for that is the majority in. Well, this one was her first one. So looking at uh, five symptoms where we have marked effective liability, which means. Uh, l-ability, not liability sorry guys that's just not car insurance but uh, looking at mood <laughs> swings feeling suddenly sad or tearful or increased sensitivity to rejection mm. which could have been the sensitivity that's to rejection with the kiss with the dad yes. um where else that's did it go oh it. marked irritability or anger or increased interpersonal what conflicts means- Yeah, where she tried to kill her. (laughs) Uh, Marked depressed mood, feelings of hopelessness or self-deprecating thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marked anxiety, tensions and or feelings of being keyed up on edge. And then we have... The a sense of being overwhelmed or out of control where she was like, maybe I do need to go. Like when they asked her, like, do you think mm-hmm. you need to go away? She was, Yes, maybe I do. I don't know what's going on type thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, the symptoms are not associated with clinically significant distress or interference with work, school or usual activities. Um, and it's not an exacerbation of symptoms of another disorder. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where I went with it. And then I think I might want to do like some expressive therapies with her. If she was my client, because I feel like, girl, you got to get some of this out. There's a lot going on inside you and we need to we need to get some of this out. <laughs> right. And then also, uh, especially at her, with her age, I would want to talk to have them talk to um, the, either the pediatrician or not. She's getting her cycle, um, the OBGYN. And see Mm -hmm. with premenstrual dysphoric disorder, like, is there, is it, is the things that she's experiencing normal? Um, Are there certain hormonal therapies that would, are better suited to treat what she's experiencing? Like, can we get her hormones regulated so that it, this isn't necessarily something that we attack from a psychological aspect, but more from a medical standpoint. Um, Just trying to make sure that we cover all of the bases and if it needs to happen in um, hand in hand. I'm, I don't know, my mind just went blank for a second. But if the two therapies need to happen at the same time. Simultaneously. Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Simultaneously with one another, then we could do that as well. Especially, um, I mean, also, I would also like to do a little bit of family therapy um, dealing with her in this issue because oh, we yeah. need to kind of work out that the systems here because they're askew inside her mind. I feel like that diagnosis explains what happened, you know? Mm -hmm. And so her overreacting to her father just saying no, you know, Mm -hmm. and it might've been a little aggressive, you know, but it's just like, oh, like, who do you think you are? I'm drinking your (laughs) be (laughs) coffee. Okay. Like, I feel like that would be any adult response to a kid coming at you like, what the is wrong with you? You know, (laughs) it's late. I'm, I'm already, what? Uh, you look like your mama I'm confused yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean I don't I don't feel too bad about that situation but um yeah that, I mean that makes sense and so that's probably why when Eve tries to read her and go there with her um she's unable to see anything as well and mm-hmm. she was confused she's like I don't know what happened. And I think I, because that perception, that uh, skew of perception really has her to the point where she really doesn't. She's sensitive to that rejection. So it the perception it is just, reality, especially yeah. at that age. So it clouds yeah. everything. Yeah. Ooh. And the amount of anger she felt to, towards mm-hmm. him to the fact that she had to tell her sister that this is what happened. And Eve is a thug. She's like, you did what to my sister? You know? I'm going to kill him. <laughs> she meant it um yeah she did (laughs) definitely meant it you know she went down there and was said i ride for mine okay give me a voodoo doll and was practicing on the monkey she was ready She was ready so i speaking of eve you know it was hard for me again to give that diagnosis but i'm thinking post dad like so dad You know, she saw that, you know, Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. automatically I'm going to post-traumatic stress disorder because she saw her father get shot. Um, And then also dealing with the guilt and shame of the feelings that she had towards him and the desire for him to be harmed. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at with the post-traumatic stress disorder. What are your thoughts for Eve? Um, I think because it like kind of abruptly ends right after he dies. <laughs> we yeah, don't uh, know right? <laughs> kind of yeah. her reaction. We just know that as a grown woman, <laughs> she still believes that she killed that nigga. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of looked beforehand and I did with her, what I did um, more so with Moselle and looked at how they would look at her from a Western medicine standpoint, and then looked at how they would look at her considering cultural and spiritual considerations, I think that she would unfortunately be diagnosed with schizophreniform form disorder mm-hmm. where um, she is experiencing hallucinations and um, also with the disorganized or the, the catatonic behavior, because she also kind of freezes up when she, when she's reading people as well, what we see when she does with her sister and then the disorder, lasts at least for one month, but less than six months because she is just starting out with having the experiences. I think it started with uncle Harry passing her seeing his death when the diagnosis should, or must be made without waiting for recovery. It should be qualified as provisional. And so I think that she has good prognostic features though, because I felt like she doesn't have any like She has some levels of like confusion, but it's more so because these things are first coming on. It seems, I think that her (laughs) prognosis would be positive. Like once she gets a better um, handling and understanding of what the gift is, how to use it, Mm -hmm. how to, um, I guess, practice voodoo in a healthy way. Like maybe they need to get away from, or stick with voodoo and less hoodoo. I'm thinking that's what the issue was. I'm, I'm wondering if Moselle was more voodoo and elzora was more Mm -hmm. hoodoo because isn't Mm -hmm. one supposed to be more like white magic and one is supposed to be more like black magic one is done for positive and healing and the other one is done for more negative i just learned something today you learned me something. i think that's what i learned in new orleans Um, (laughs) (laughs) when they explained it to me or i think that there is positive and negative in both so what they said is that just more generally, that's how they explain to people, but there is more positive and negative in both and that some people ascribe to one, the other, and some both. But it, it depends on, like you were saying before, the intention and where they're operating from mm-hmm. and um, how they use that to impact the world around them. So you can use either or. And then one lady who I had um, talked to who was, she practices and she kind of was like, really, any good person who is really versed in this realm pretty much needs to know both because if you are going to be combating darkness, you need to know it. Like, guess you mm-hmm. can fight it with light, but you need to know the darkness in order to be able to fight it effectively. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, Chad, I mean, you know, some shit. All right. It's time for us to go. Okay, <laughs> she some things. Um, <laughs> but I definitely feel like we, they would continue to assess for like the severity um, and then they would kind of, I hope that they would not put her on any anti-psychotic meds because she's a child. But I mm-hmm. have seen uh, quite a few children, unfortunately, that were on, well, some of them needed it, child. Let me take back that, unfortunately, some of them needed it. Mm. But I okay. have seen children on um, psychotropic meds before, um, or antipsychotics rather. But again, with her, it would be more education. It would be grounding techniques that I would want to do grounded techniques, education, and again, spiritual guidance. She needs to learn how to use this gift so that one, it doesn't scare her, it doesn't terrify her. And she learns how to grow within it and use it and control it in her everyday because you don't always want to have visions. (laughs) Um, I think without the visions, I will only like, like you said, maybe adjustment disorder for seeing the father, um, seeing the father cheating, her sister leaving, Mm. and then her father dying. Um, But her stressors, those stressors preceded the symptoms. So like we would want to handle those things. There were lots of things happening right back to back. So I think I'd probably just go adjustment just for billing purposes because I got to get paid child. But um, (laughs) uh, I think that they would diagnose her with a schizophreniform disorder, which uh, as she would grow older, if the symptoms did continue, they might uh, fully develop into schizophrenia. But that wouldn't be my diagnosis. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like you you definitely brought the schizophrenia. I was trying to stay away from it culturally that's where i was coming but from. I but i want to be real knew. i want to let yeah, everybody know like if you go to these people and they don't understand they don't assess they don't listen to you they don't take your uh who you are as a person into mm-hmm. consideration these are the diagnoses that they're going to try to give you and so part of this show is the 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 education for you as well as the entertainment and letting people know like this is how you advocate yourself for yourself And for your family and for your friends and for the people that you know, like if you have these visions, you tell them, no, it's not that I'm hearing voices that aren't there. This is spiritually something that is a gift that I, my family practices it, you know, like this is something separate because they will try to med you up. They will try to label you with, um, these heavy diagnoses. They will try all of these different. Don't let them do it unless it's necessary. Now, if you see that a, it's, I see the purple people and they come in to get me and don't nobody else see the purple people and I'm scared, you know, get your meds. <laughs> but if you are having <laughs> visions that are coming true and like it's the, the realities are met are in some way coming to where they collide and they match and they align that is something that again needs further consideration and that's why i feel like it's very important for practitioners to also be engaged in their community and know who to refer these people to so that if you are trying to you can't always necessarily assess whether this is a spiritual something or if this is them having some type of psychosis that's when you pull in your people you call them up they meet with them and they say okay yeah this is blah 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 or no they might need to come back to you and y'all work on you know the mental side of that. But I feel like it's very important for therapists to have that prior knowledge at least to know to be able to discern a little bit to mm-hmm. see when this might need to go, you know, a referral to 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 some supplemental services, some adjunct services, and not just me. But yeah, I'm sorry I went on a tangent. <laughs> it's okay, bro. Okay, Tell the people what we need to hear. Right, I don't play when it comes to spirituality. They're going to put some respect on your traditions, your customs, and who you are as a person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, you know, dad did, so he don't got no prognosis. Bozelle, you know, her and her lace front man is good. So if, mm-hmm. like you said, he might have broke the spell. Um, he She going to spend a hell of a lot of money keeping his hair done. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, I guess he was Creole too. <laughs> so other than that, I guess they good. And um, Elzora told the mother that she was gonna be all right in two years. You'll be over that nigga in two years. <laughs> Sound <I'm> about right. <laughs> yeah, everything you, is gonna be all right. He gonna die, and then you gonna be okay, girl. I don't have nothing else to say. <laughs> Me you. I guess we good then. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you would like to help us celebrate our one year anniversary, you Did can go you? get some merch right buy something off the website show us that you know what i mean you with us you've been riding with us for this Hopefully. year through the mm-hmm. pandemic because we definitely created a whole podcast without being in the same room as each other i'm proud of us i'm proud of us too <laughs> damn it shoot get you a tote and a face mask because uh the delta bill or something because <laughs> <Something. laughs> you're gonna be at home oh we getting you locked back up okay. <laughs> But aside from buying merch, if you would like to support the show to help us get more content out to you all, you can visit our website and follow the support the show link to become a Patreon member or donate on our cash app. Now, we're happy to get the kind of money that jingles, but we'd rather the kind that folds. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the DSM podcast because we be posting, we be posting, we be posting. And you can subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. While you're there, go ahead and leave us a comment because we are counselors and actually care about what you have to say. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Okay, bye.